talking music, building businesses, and the grit in the journey. We're Skriz and Adam, and welcome to The Rise. Is Skriz and Adam The Rise. I am very excited to say we have a wonderful guest today. Adam, who is our wonderful guest? It's my, uh, I feel like my new friend now. I just just saw you, Dave, and uh, I don't know where you are right now, but I know you're in sunny Florida uh, just a month ago when we last talked, but I am honored and super excited to welcome David Meltzer here. Uh, so big thank you to you. And if you don't know David, you probably should. I feel like he's all over right now, uh, but he's big time. You know, he's uh, a sports exec and entrepreneur, investor, TV show host, best-selling author, father, a husband. If you've seen Jerry Maguire, it's based off of him and his agency. So you should know if you don't know. But uh, David, thank you so much for being here. We are honored to have you. So how are you doing today? Fantastic. Great to be here and just building more friends like you two, people who really are out there trying to help people or know people that can help people. And I know that's a simple philosophy and maybe I'm a little bit older and a little bit more traditional, although I use non-traditional means in which to amplify that message, it comes down to providing value. And there's two things that you guys do. And one of the reasons I wanted to be here is it's a community of people that give people more of what they like and take away some of what they don't like. And I, throughout my years, have tried to simplify the modalities, the methodologies, mechanisms to help people truly be happy. Uh, and in my opinion, if you make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun, I haven't met anyone with those three things in their lives that isn't happy. I love it. It's that simple. And I feel like the happiness thing is something that we all know we should, we should want. And we're all kind of chasing that. It's kind of like the lifelong journey that we all have. But one thing, you know, I feel like it's a problem with really every generation, but especially Gen Z, like mental health is the, the biggest thing. And I was just at a cafe and I'm in, I'm in Florence right now. And these three young people that are all studying abroad, they're having a great time or they're trying to have a great time. And they were talking about it. They were in Tuscany. Everything was amazing, but they were so depressed because they're like, I'm not happy right now. So Dave, what's your advice? You've been through everything. Your story is phenomenal. You've had highs, but you've also had lows. So how do you help young people or just people in general find happiness? We got to change the way that you look at things. And one of the things that I do is I use time as a dependent variable of how we look at things. What do I mean by that? Number one, the past. A lot of times people are defining uh, their happiness by giving meaning to the setbacks, failures, mistakes, the defining moments, uh, historical references, snapshots of the past. And we see this in social media all the time. People take snapshots of the past either to separate themselves as superior or to separate others as inferior. Um, and so if I can teach people that the only limitation of your past, the pain, setbacks, failures, successes, defining moments, historical references, snapshots, <laughs> is the meaning you give it. And so I teach people to give a meaning aligned with what you're doing today in the trajectory of what you think you want in the future. And then before I get with the practices of today in order to incorporate abundance and making money, helping people and having fun, being passionate, purposeful and profitable, being happy. I also talk about then the future. And so the past is 
defined and infinite in its manner, but it's the meaning you give it that's so important, aligned with where you want to be in the future. And then what I do to the future to young people, I say, look, the only limitation of the future is your self-image, right? You'll never overachieve your own self-image. So let me help you change your mindset with faith and hope and happiness in order to facilitate a bigger picture for you, a greater self-image of yourself, a more confident, coincidental, circumstantial future that's based off of the attention that you're giving today and the intention that you're giving today. Once I can help them frame the past and the future, now it's just a matter of practice of teaching them, hey, let's look at what you want today what you say today, what you think today, what you believe today, what you feel today, giving it the meaning aligned with that, as well as the trajectory of where you think you want to be in the future or better. And this construct, which incorporates a bunch of exercises, guides in my books, which I give for free. I'll be happy to give to free uh, for everyone in your community. I'll sign them, send them, pay for shipping. Just my email's right there, david at dmelter.com. But when I can get them to work within the conscious continuum by utilizing time as the dependent variable, then we have a framework. We also have a structure to create something that's reliable and full of faith and inspiration to get us to where we want to be or better. Love it. What, uh, what I really like about what you're saying there and what you talk about in your books too, like I just finished uh, your book, Game Time Decision-Making, and I, I, I loved your concept around 25 no's. Because if, if you just think about that, it's like, I can't wait to get that first no, second no, third no. If you knew that, that 25th no or the 26th was going to be the exact yes that you're going for. And so a lot of what you talk about is shifting the mindset. And one of the things I was always taught at a young age was like, dream big and go for big. But I found, I thought everybody was like that. Like I wanted to be a professional athlete, that owner of a sports team. Like I always had these ridiculous dreams. I love it. Um, but I, I always thought everybody was like that. But I found that a lot of people don't have those big dreams. So how do you help, Dave, people shift their focus to stop thinking small and start thinking about what could be possible if anything could be possible? Mm-hmm. Well, it starts with believing one thing. And the only reason I believe this, and it's not religious, it's not spiritual, it's not philosophical or theoretical, although people apply origin, uh, you know, religion and philosophy, theory, and uh, um, spirituality to it. I think the best option for all of us is to believe that there's something bigger than us, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source, a system that's unified and abundant in its nature in thought. And if we believe there's something bigger than us that knows everything and it loves us more than our mom. Now, when I told you this is a best option, uh, it's because nobody's ever come up with a better option to base your life off of. Uh, And so for me, if I can get people to have that faith, then they're always protected and promoted then they start understanding abundance. They start thinking bigger and bigger and bigger. I, like you, Adam, I grew up, I could do whatever I wanted. I wanted to be a professional athlete. I wanted to own a team. Luckily, I have owned a, a yeah. minority interest in a team, uh, but or be a sports agent. And I ended up doing that. So, you know, you reach up there, you, you never know what happened. Unfortunately, your skills and your knowledge are your basement. My basement was far too low when it came to being an athlete, uh, but I had a great delta at least. But more importantly, if we can get people to have faith in something bigger than them that protects and that promotes them, then everything that happens is like a hot stove. You know, what do I mean by that? 
if you were three years old like me and you went to put your hand in a fire or on the hot stove, and if your mom, you know, Adam, I'm sure you have a Jewish mom like mine, they, they don't really hit you a lot. But if, you're, if your mom saw you reach for the stove, she would scream at you and hit the back of your hand, no. And when that happened to me, I started to cry. I was like, oh my God, mom, why did you hit me? What did I do? Why are you punishing me? And she hugged me and said, no, 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 no. You don't know what the stove's gonna do to you. I'm protecting you, I'm promoting you. So for me, when I didn't become a professional athlete, when I got the 25 no's for the girl that I wanted to marry, you know, when, when I didn't get the deal, I didn't get into Stanford Law School, all the punishments in my life, because I gained faith, I realized that I'm being protected and promoted, that I was much better going to Tulane Law School. And, nice. you know, wherever I end up is the better for me. Why? Because there's something bigger than me that knows everything and it's protecting me. I just don't know it. I think it's a hot stove. I think I want to touch it, but it's mm -hmm. going to burn me. For sure. One of my favorite quotes is perseverance and spirit have done wonders at all ages. And George Washington said that, you know, back in 1776. And when, you know, with, with your journey, that's what I think about is around the perseverance and, and, and the spirit to go through that. But is that always what carried you through? Cause you had to persevere a lot from being a little kid to your twenties, your thirties. And, and that's a, it's a never ending cycle, but like, did you get it at a young age or like what powered you through when you were a little kid or a 20 year old? Yeah. yeah. So different things powered me. You know, what powered me when I was young was taking care of my mom. So mm -hmm. there, you know, I had the advantage of having nothing. Uh, I always tell people when I speak around the world, I have them who here grew up with nothing and half the crowd raises their hand. And I said, I feel sorry for the rest of you That's because great. I know what it has, man. I, that's yeah. what created, you know, the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential is I wanted to buy my mom a house. I wanted mm -hmm. to buy her a car, mm -hmm. you know, and so that drove me. Then what drove me was insecurity uh, through my twenties okay. that, you know, I became a millionaire and I wanted to prove that I was better Okay. than all the people that grew up with everything. I wanted to prove it. And the only quantifiable measurement that I had in my life was my bank account. So if I was going to win life, I was going to have more money than you guys. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. when I lost everything, I realized that I could win life by helping other people get to where they want to be, mm -hmm. their potential. And so the last 17 years, you know, I lost over $100 million, made it back, but I did it the right way by elevating others to elevate mm -hmm. myself. So the Dave Meltzer logo of my life, if they're going to build a statue outside of, you know, the Jewish community center somewhere, <laughs> it's going to oh, look yeah. like this. It's going to have me reaching back to help everyone get to where they want to be, but also reaching up and asking for help, which was this arm is what was missing when I was young because okay. I didn't know how much I needed to ask for help. And I tell people all the time, I get to where I want to be by finding people who are already there and asking them for directions. Even today, I have some of the greatest mentors, biggest billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, entertainers. That's why I built my podcast was to not only ask for help myself, but have other people listen into the advice. That's great. Um, if you don't mind me asking, you were kind of speaking of a, of a higher power kind of guiding you at, at what age in your life did you kind of let that higher power in? And then did it kind of grow over time to taking yeah. more? So I was resistant. I was resistant to it so much to the point, uh, when I was younger, one time 
I, my, my family's very religious. They're very Jewish. My brother's a famous rabbi. My mom was the principal at the San Diego Jewish Academy. My uncle started his own temple. The Meltzer family is well-renowned to be very Jewish. Let's just put it that way. I'm impressed. And I was, I was not. I actually told my mom at one time, Mom, I don't believe in God. I did this all myself. My mom said, you're so blessed. You're anointed. God has blessed you. You're protected. You're promoted. I said, I don't believe in God. I did this all myself. And she said, oh, she said, sweetheart. She said, you believe in God. You just believe in the wrong God. And she was telling me that I made money my God. And I'll tell you today, money is not my God. It's beneath my feet. Mm-hmm. I believe in a God. I believe in something bigger than me. And I believe, I, I don't want to separate myself by religion or conservative, orthodox, yeah. uh, whatever, reform, yeah. Chabad. I don't care. I just make it simple. Everybody, here, here's what's so interesting about religion. And I found a way to articulate this better than I ever have just recently at a commencement speech I did last week um, in South Carolina. Mm. I said, I find it interesting that 99% of all religions on earth believe in 90% of the same things. Oh, probably more. Yeah, right? All- and, and right? They all believe there's something bigger than, than us that loves and protects us. And, and that we're unified. But somehow, as human beings, through fear, we managed to take 1% of the religions and maybe 10% of the 1% of what they're teaching and completely separate ourselves, which is counterintuitive and productive to the reason that we have a codified spirituality for daily practices for a better life. And it blows my mind. So, you know, I believe in culture. I'm Jewish culture. I believe in education, family. But I, as far as religion, I, I believe in 99% of the religions, 90% of 99% of the religions. That's what I believe. I'm totally on the same page. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it, it kind of goes into another topic I want to talk about with you, too, because I feel like we hear so much more around the negativity, like it's always doomsday. And that's how the news makes their money is around scaring people doomsday, kind of pushing us against each other, even if 90 or 99% of what we believe is the same, because we all want the same things. We all want love, safety, all the same type of things we all care about. We all want, but you're an incredibly optimistic person. I have Mm -hmm. a strong feeling you hang out with a lot of very optimistic people. So can you tell me why we shouldn't believe the doomsday scenario and why we should be excited and bullish on the future. Mm. Well, look, man, when you focus in on, there's a mathematical equation of manifestation or luck of consequence and coincidence. And here's the math. What you pay attention to, which can be what you have or what you don't have, what you want or what you don't want. It's that simple. What you pay attention to and then give your intention to, if you start doing things towards what you want or doing things towards what you don't want, saying it, thinking it, believing it, or feeling it, guess what? What you pay attention to plus what you give intention to mm-hmm. equals the coincidences in your life, the consequences and the karma. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's physics that tell me to be positive because I focus in on what I do want, not what I don't want. Worrying, duplicative, negative. It's not only focusing in on what we don't want, but it's creating interference between us getting what I do want and what we don't want. There's so many examples in physics, metaphysics, and quantum physics, why you want to put your attention and intention on what you do want, especially my best piece of marriage advice 
is focus in on what you do want from your wife, right? If you want to be, you know, you, you want to say that you're married to a bitch, look for your wife to be a bitch. If you want her to be a queen, you focus in on why she's a queen and you're going to get it. I promise you. And it will save or hurt your marriage. And I've made that transformation in my life. I stopped looking and searching for what I didn't want. Why do you think, you know, the news is so great in America, especially, right? They feed you a whole bunch of anxiety and depression. And then all the commercials are about pills that you take. For <laughs> yeah. What a trade-off. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Smart. I look, I, I'm a good businessman. I'm a great marketer. Like I appreciate what they're doing in a marketing sense, but it's extremely diff- disappointing in my life's mission, what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And I, I know we're coming up against the clock right now. So, uh, uh, Dave, be, before we, we hop off and I, I appreciate your offer for, for your book to, uh, to our audience, but is there anything, uh, where can they find you? Where can our audience find you to learn more about you? Uh, if they want to take advantage of your book, how can they do that? And we'll put all the links and everything in the bio in, in, uh, in this episode. But how can they find you, Dave? Well, first of all, 90% of what I do is free, right? <laughs> free books, guides, exercises. All you have to do is email me to get any of my free stuff. Just make it ask. David at dmelzer.com. I do free Friday trainings. Over 80,000 people, thanks to the virtual world that we entered in the last three and a half years, come to my free Friday trainings, which I've been doing for over 23 years. I have groups that meet on Monday. I give office hours on Monday. So any, especially entrepreneur, business people, uh, you can join me. You get one-on-one coaching from me every Monday, just like office hours. I have one-on-one coaching as a wait list. I can, I'm limited who I can work with, but get on the wait list. It's people on the wait list for Augusta, get on the wait list for me to help you one-on-one. And then I have a business advisory program. I have podcasts, TV shows on Apple, I, anything I can do. So the best thing you can do is email me. If you forget my email, david at dmeltzer.com, just Google me. You'll find my email there, uh, David Meltzer. And guys, we got to do more together. You're two of my 1,000 empowering people to rise up, to elevate, to elevate others. We got a ton of fun things. Hopefully, they've invited you to VCon or Collision. I got Chandler, Eckler, me, Jim Quick, Tom Billu, Gary. Everybody going to be hanging out at VCon with us, have a VIP dinner. I'd love to see you guys there. Anybody out there want to come, email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dave. I, I appreciate you. I admire you. And, and thank you so much for all that you do. And, pre- and we appreciate you coming on here and joining us for a few. Yeah, Dave, you got it, my friend. Appreciate it. Peace. Thanks. See ya.